Hey there, I'm Jen Therian, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm a former nine to fiver that dove into entrepreneurship eight years ago with zero business experience. I'm a wife, mama of two young girls, boutique owner, jewelry designer, and now the proud owner and coach leading Goldie Links Permanent Jewelry. I have a passion to empower fellow business babes. This podcast is made to equip you with everything you need to succeed, from actionable marketing steps to digging deep on your mindset. I know firsthand the heart, hard work, and let's be real, at times a struggle that makes up this amazing journey. You want to know what has enabled me to shine the brightest? Coaching plus community. Here at Goldie Links, we share openly, educate, and lift each other up. Expect to get linked with fellow PJ owners that will do just that, sprinkled with plenty of fun along the way. Competition is an old school thought and connection is the way. Get ready to feel inspired. Welcome to the Goldie Links Podcast. Hey there, did you know that I offer a permanent jewelry membership? It's everything you need in order to scale and elevate your permanent jewelry business. Marketing scripts, Canva templates, photo, video, supplier list, support, business expert masterclasses, bonus trainings, constant discount on Goldie Link's permanent jewelry supplies, and trust me, there's even more. It is updated monthly and it costs less per month than what your customer pays for one permanent bracelet. I hope to see you in there. If you're interested and want to find out more information, go to goldielinksociety.com. And now back to the show. Hey guys, I can't wait for you to just dig into this episode. I had the pleasure of sitting down with Candace from Permanently Punchy. She's a local permanent jeweler here in Colorado, right next to me. We actually met at a gem show in the fall of 2022, right when we were just getting started with our own permanent jewelry businesses. We connected, we've stayed connected, and it's been so great to collab with her and work with her on local events together, even though we have very separate permanent jewelry businesses. When we talk about competition, we talk about the knowledge of metal. We talk about creating your own brand voice. So many amazing things to share in this episode. I hope you love it. All right. I'm here with Candace from Permanently Punchy. She's here in Colorado as well. And so Candace, if you want to just take off and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. <laughs> My name is Candace and I am permanent jeweler out in Elizabeth, Colorado. My family business is running a ranch. And so we've kind of been able to do this on the side of doing that. It's been really flexible to be able to do that. I started, let's see, I started a year and a half ago. Yeah. And it's been such a blessing to my family since I started. I can make my own hours and do all the things that I want to do. What did you do prior to that? Were you helping out with just, not saying just the ranch because it's a big job. <laughs> like you were just, you know. <laughs> yeah, actually, my husband sold his business of 35 years. Wow. We built this ranch and we were kind of, while we were building this, we were both unemployed. And wow. So this kind of was like, a, a way of me helping out our family and paying our bills, finishing paying off my student loans and, you know, working, but still being a stay-at-home mom and running our our ranch, which gave me the flexibility to do so. So I'm wow. so fortunate that I... That's so cool. Did you go to college? You think I student did. Loans? So I what did. did. I went to college. I was an aviation major. I did aviation and I did a minor in philosophy. Wow, look at you, aviation. That's so cool. Did you want to fly? I did. I actually got my pilot's license in Billings, Montana. Wow. And I and then I transferred down to Metro and finished with aviation management degree. So I have a bachelor's degree in aviation management. Do nothing with it. Cool. (laughs) Well, I was like, I'm I'm thinking you could be like flying planes and doing permanent jewelry at the same time. (laughs) 
<laughs> That'd be a really good niche, right? Yeah. <laughs> I could travel a different airport. All right. You know, oh I, my gosh. But no, fun. it didn't suit the lifestyle I wanted to yeah. on and right. And, and so I kind of just gave up on it. Yeah. Yeah. So what made you, well, I guess you kind of already answered the question, but what made you think permanent jewelry? Well, I lost my dad two years ago. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I was looking for a way to remember him. And I never had a tattoo before. And it totally freaked me out to get a tattoo. And, you know, I'm 30. So what am I, 35? 35. No, you lose track after a while. Counting it's fine. Right? Everybody stopped counting at 27. <laughs> but I was looking for a way to remember him. And I stumbled across permanent jewelry. And... Cool. And I looked it up, and there was only one place in Denver at the time that had done it. And then there were tons of places, Miami and Las Vegas. And then I just saw an ad for online permanent jewelry training. Yeah. And I had talked to my husband, and I was like, you know, I said, it's a chunk of an investment to start, but I think I would be really good at it. And yeah, my husband, he's he's my biggest support. So he was like, let's do it. Go ahead. Good. You know, and so... We took the jump and I branded myself. I made sure that I I kind of ran with the whole ranch style and that's why it's called permanently punchy. Punchy in a ranch term means a lot or over the top or kind of okay. obnoxious and like ranchy. I um, love that. And so permanently punchy kind of goes with yes. the whole thing. And then I did some branding with Fiber. I just hired Fiber, and mm-hmm. somebody did a logo for me and helped me design that. So I was able to just kind of get that on the internet and have my own, you know, identity with it, right? Which was kind of nice. That's so cool. So from the beginning, obviously, you knew like you were I me mean, being in the ranch life. You know that like that was like your niche, right? Like that was like you know even making your logo and everything in the name, and so yeah, yeah. Like I wanted to stick with just that style. And so when I do my displays, I have cow hides and I have cactuses and yeah. I wear a cowgirl hat and, yes. you know, I kind of play it all up. A right. lot. <laughs> a lot. So do you feel like that has like played into your success? Because I'm just thinking, okay, like say you are more branded as like maybe more me, right? Like not, I don't have anything really yeah. in that style. Yeah. And um, do you think I... I don't know. It would be as successful, I guess. Like, do you think, you know, being absolutely not? I know. Yeah. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I I feel like I permanent jewelry is becoming more and more popular. Right. So I think you have to kind of set yourself apart by allowing them not only to have the experience of the weld, mm-hmm. but the experience of the style. Like, yeah. when you walk into a boutique that's like one of my favorite places is Altered State. I walk in that place and I'm like, oh. <gasps> this is just magical. Like It's like, like everything you is, would have. Yeah, like, and like, yeah. this is just beautiful. And granted, my house does not look like all mm-hmm. but you still are able to enjoy it. And yes. it's just like when people step into my booth, it's a whole experience. They're getting yeah. that whole experience. They're getting the cowhide underneath their hands when they're doing it. And that I cannot tell you how many people just sit there and play with it. They're like, this is so great. And the kids are like, what is this? I'm like, it's a <laughs> calf <laughs> I don't know what but it but you know it's just yes. fun and then they sit on I have a bench that's like a western boots like a western weaved bench that's cool. comfortable and so it's long cool. and, you know I do cactuses and just kind of yeah. try to be as I always tell people be as obnoxious as you can in your style yeah and just go over the top and like my down. outfit mm-hmm. my outfit I always have something leopard print but when I wear that Taking my kids to the movies. Sure. Probably not. Yeah. But it's still fun. And I, my mom always was like, 
well, it's like dress up. You're like, you get to play dress up. I'm like, yeah, because most days I'm in my car hearts and yes. shoveling horse poop all day. And so this is fun. So it's like your stage, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I get to be girly. Right. And I get to do it in a different style. That's so cool. I love that way of looking at it. So just kind of going full in with like what you decide is you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, and it makes you memorable, you know, yeah. versus like, if everyone were to just be cookie cutter the same, like yeah. you remember, like the cowhide, like everyone's going to remember that, yeah. you know? So absolutely. I think cool. that that's like the best thing that you can do is find a style mm-hmm. find something that you love because yeah. you have to love it at the end of the day. You don't, exactly. not everybody else has to love it. Like I say, I'd say 80% of the people that come to me aren't necessarily super Western, super into the ranching life, but they love to experience something yes and so if you can create that for them yeah i mean that's that's awesome i right i always tell people that are getting into permanent jewelry is find something and just run with it yeah and do it over the top stick with it though don't don't veer just because you see another vendor do right. something different right stick with your style mm-hmm. and create it i love that <laughs> so were you into jewelry before starting this were you a jewelry lover? I I've always loved jewelry. Yeah, but I've never been like I've always loved dainty. Yeah, always loved very dainty. I have like a t- these little tiny diamond, and I have mm-hmm. you know very simple jewelry. Yeah, and I love I've always loved dainty. Yeah, I've never done big gaudy jewelry. Right, and so this was like this appealed to me because I was like it's yeah beautiful because it's just simple yes it's an, just a little statement piece that you can mm-hmm. layer with anything and you know people who do like big chunky things can still add it to their yeah stacks of stuff right that's what that but I've never been like I don't know I've never yeah been, I've never made my own jewelry yeah ever I wouldn't say I was a jewelry collector sure or anything but so do you feel like it was kind of easy for you to catch on when you did the training you did like how easy was it for you? There was definitely a learning curve. Yeah. Like definitely a learning curve yeah. and kind of learning sizes were my hardest thing. So learning jump ring sizes, mm-hmm. um, looking at something online, I learned the hard way many times just saying, oh, that's beautiful, ordering it. And then it shows up and it's like made for a giant yes. or, <laughs> or it's like as dainty as you can get and you mm-hmm. can't fish a, a jump ring through it. Yeah. So learning those sizes was probably the hardest learning curve for me because I'm yes. when I'm when I buy online I'm like an impulse buyer I'm like oh that's pretty I'm yes. gonna get it yes and then and then it shows up I'm like, oh lesson learned bang on the table like how but I uh, I would say that's the biggest learning curve and then just the repetition like yeah just doing it and doing it and doing it yeah and figuring out what works best knowing when my tungsten pen needs to be sharpened yes knowing how to troubleshoot my machine in the middle in the middle of the container, right? And then just learning, like any small business has to learn and have those growing pains and, yeah, you know, have things go wrong. Yes. You actually, learn. you definitely learn more from failures than you do successes. Oh, for sure. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. And yes. one of my biggest failures was at an event with you. My <laughs> welder just. You look at it that way, but it's so funny. I know I'd feel the same way, but yeah, we were at an event and I, well, first of all, we met. We met at a gem show, right? That's how we met. Yes. And we were standing in line to get in. And yes. we were, and it, whether or not you were, it was like maybe September. And I know I kind of started the next month. And I don't know if you were the same or you had already started, but we were literally around the same time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I had been to the gem show many times, of course, but then 
we stood line and I think it was more like, I don't even know how the conversation started. I think I commented on how beautiful your lashes were. Oh, <laughs> I was like, you're like, not mine. But yeah, like, do you know what you're doing? Because I have no idea doing yeah. <laughs> I, I, work. I think you're like do we need a ticket I'm like no it's fine you know like so yeah we chatted for a little bit exchange she's like I'm starting permanent jewelry I am too so then it just kind of started there yeah I think we started following each other on Instagram yeah. and then yeah it's like I'm like trying to think whatever happened we just kept in contact I think yeah. and then yeah I did an event recently where I wanted another welder with me I feel like it would have been a busier event so I asked Candace and she brought her unbranded welder <laughs> <laughs> and um, but you've been using it for over a year. Yeah, so it's it like, was amazing. Yes. I mean, it worked amazing until yes. it didn't. Until it didn't. <laughs> and so it just stopped working like mid, not even, probably the beginning of the event, yeah. actually. So, but it was still helpful because she she like cut and size things and then she would just send over the person I would weld. Oh, I was mortified. I'm, and that made me think, okay, I always have to have a backup welder. Yes. I need to have a plan B. Because if I hadn't, if mm-hmm. I had been at an event by myself, yes. I mean, I would have just had to pack up and leave. I mean, that was my, and it makes sense. And it's funny because that experience with you, I also learned from it too, same, because I was like, oh God, you know, cause I've had those moments where I thought like, say I, I plugged in somewhere and I like just the outlet wasn't working, but I had this initial like, oh my God, my machine won't turn on, you know? And then you, you go through all these things in your head, like, what, what would I do? What, you know? Yeah. And so like you said, I don't know if you do have a one on hand. Did you fix it? So no. I, uh, I have my old welder that I fixed. Oh, you did fix it. And it just okay. sits in my car. Okay, so when good. I go to events, I don't bring it in. I don't haul it in. But it does sit in my car that if I needed to run out to my car yes. for five minutes and yes. grab my other welder. I- and whether you have the unbranded one, say, you know, because I know you end up buying the one from Sunstone, mm-hmm. which I love too. But I was thinking like even Sunstone offers like that cheaper, it's called like Zap or something. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So like even if you were yeah. to have one on hand, that's yeah. like not the exact model you have, but like something that yes. welds, right? Oh, yeah. Just, so it's like a just great. Just have something. Yes. Yeah. Because it is an investment. It is a big investment to have too. Right. But then the other thing is, is if you were to ever book an event that is way bigger than yeah. what you have normally done. Mm-hmm. You could always hire another jeweler. Exactly. And use your backup welder and have the two welders. That's a great idea. Or you could hire somebody to work for you and weld with you. That's so right. having two, I think, is a huge bonus. Yes, for sure. <laughs> so how do you, like, being that we have, like, I've reached out to Candace and we've kind of collabed, I guess, right? Yeah. How do you feel about, like, competition? Let's talk about that. Since we're, like, really in this, we're not in the same place, but we're very close to each other. Yeah. We're, I mean, no, we're in... At like 20 minutes driving distance. Yeah. And we kind of overlap with parties. And, yeah. and you know, I go to Littleton, which is, you know, an hour away from me as yeah. well. And I don't feel like we're in competition at all. No. I feel like we have very different clientele. Yeah. We also offer totally different chains and styles and yes. different things. Granted, I've bought some things from you that I <laughs> now offer in my boutique, but sure. I feel like I've stuck with my style. I yes. stuck with Western. I'm stuck with turquoise and sterling silver connectors yeah and i feel like like i said before if Mm -hmm. you create your identity and Mm -hmm. who you are and what you offer just run with it because then nobody can really compete with you Mm -hmm. unless they're copying exactly what you're doing okay if i was from a place where i am like very wary of any competition whatsoever and i met you and I i wrote you off right away like i met you and you're doing permanent jewelry and i was like oh okay like and we didn't continue like talking and connecting. Yeah. You know, I feel like, honestly, it almost does a disservice because I have to say people have come to me and asked me, like DM me and said, do you have this kind of charm? Like I've had someone ask me about a cowboy term and stuff and I have given them your information. And I know you've done the same with me. When you can't book a party, you're booked or someone 
Because in the end, it's like if that person needs that specific day, it doesn't help us to be like, no, sorry, I'm not available and not give them someone else's yeah, information. Absolutely. I feel like that's okay. <laughs> I know. And there's enough for both of all of us. And I feel like, you know, also too, it's just doing a disservice, yeah, to the customer. And yeah. I feel like in the end, that's what we have to keep in mind is that, and that's only going to serve us. That's how I feel. Like, you know, just kind of what you put out is what you get back kind yeah. of thing. So, and then also just collabing with the event, you know, and having you there and yeah. being able to like team up and do an event together and know that someone's there who knows knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so nice, you know? Yeah. How would you feel if someone popped up in your area that was your style? Like, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I've been doing this a year and a half. Yeah. I feel like it takes you a good, you know, six months to even a year to really establish yourself yeah. in this. Like, yes, you, you figure out what chains work, you figure out what styles work for your area. And so I don't know that I would necessarily feel threatened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think, I don't know if that confidence comes with time. time. I've had numerous people contact me that I've done parties for that are like, I want to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I, you yeah. know, I've always been really helpful with girls or women that are trying to start their own business. Like, yeah. here's what I've done. I had one time I did, I booked a party two times with these girls and come to find out they were, they were starting their own business. And I kind of was taken back because I would have loved to help them right. really get going. Yes. But then, you know, I'm seeing them on our like resale sites and stuff yes. like that. And I was like, oh, I would have loved to help you a little yeah. bit more. So I reached out right. to them and I was like, hey, when I see you're starting a business. Yeah. I was like, please ask me any questions. Yeah. You know, I would love to help you because I didn't have somebody granted the, the business that I I got my training from was great with answering questions and they were there for when I needed it mm -hmm. when they were smaller. And now that they're bigger, it's a little harder to get a hold of somebody. Sure. But that's growing. Yeah, people are growing. I think the permanent jewelry community, especially online, yes. they are always helpful, right? Like people are always willing to help you get yeah. going. Set, show me your displays and show me what's worked for you. Show me what accountants right. do. What's your taxes? What insurance company do you guys mm -hmm. use? So yep. I feel like everybody's really helpful with each other. And at least my experience. Yeah, it's been, it's been good. That's awesome. So what do you feel like grew your business the most, I guess, or what is your best advice for growing a permanent jewelry business? I would say word of mouth was the biggest. If you have a happy customer, mm -hmm. that person is going to tell five more people. Yep. And if you have a party with somebody and they invite their Aunt Joe, who lives, you know, an hour away and Aunt Joe wants to have another party. Yeah. I mean, it's all to me, it was all networking with yes. word of mouth with happy customers mm -hmm. because I don't know. I The other thing I've done is I've gone into boutiques mm -hmm. with my welder, everything with me and said, hey, I'm a permanent jeweler. I would love to give you the owner and a couple of your employees a bracelet. That's awesome. And I've done that numerous times and it's been amazing. Yes. And the ladies that I've done it for have been my best advertising That's because so they cool. wear it when they're checking out. Yes. My card is right there. Right. They can say, oh, you know, this is and she comes to our our boutique, you know, once a month and then so cool. set it up that way. But I feel like it's an investment when you do your family's jewelry mm -hmm. because they're walking advertisement yes. for you. They yeah. are. My kids have it on at gymnastics, at all right. things. And so their friends are like, what is that? And yeah, one. exactly. One of my favorite events was a little girl's twin girl's sixth birthday party. And we did the girl's little we did uh enamel chains on there oh, yeah and we had mm -hmm. class options for them as well yeah but we just did 
All the little girls got their own Barbie pink enamel chain. So cute. So cute. <laughs> but, you know, those are those are the things that I feel like networking the most. Yeah. And don't be scared to give somebody a bracelet. Yeah. Especially those people that are like influencers on Instagram. Yeah. And are like, hey, I'm going to tag you in my outfit or while I'm drinking my my coffee. Right. I'm going to have my bracelet showing. Right. I'm going to tag you and... I think that's, I know you can't like look at it like it's giving away something free that you could have made money on. It's like a marketing. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a marketing. And with the cost of what supplies is, you can, Uh, you can afford to. That's what's great about permanent jewelry. Obviously the profit margins are great. So, and that's why I feel strongly about, honestly, when people come up to me and want me to weld something back on that broke, that wasn't even my chain. I never charge them. Yeah. I don't. Cause I'm like, honestly, they're going to remember that more than me being like, it's $10 or whatever you want to decide to do. Yeah. And it takes a second, as you know. It's yeah. one jump ring you might have to use or yeah. whatever. Like, it's just, to me, the marketing, like the benefits of that outweighs me charging and getting $10 yeah. from that. You Absolutely. know, so Absolutely. that's how I feel. But actually, speaking of pricing, what is your price ranges? So I, my sterling silver starts at 55 Okay. And then I go all the way up, to, I believe, to 75 with the gold filled. Okay. And then I do offer a 14 karat gold option mm-hmm. those are they start at 125 for a bracelet and they go up from there i've got prices for different things so i use the charge by the inch yes and it just got too complicated because i was sitting there at events and people were like well how big is my wrist and i'm like oh, okay well I here's know. a tape measure go ahead and measure it and <laughs> you know and then it just got too complicated mm-hmm. with that and being able to focus on the person that i was helping right yes then. For sure. And then people walking by, I got feedback that was like they missed out on purchasing something because yes. they were too busy trying to figure out how much it cost. Yes. So I changed all that, I would say six months ago. Okay. And just went with a flat rate that kind of, it kind of gave me like, so people who took up more chain. Right. It didn't, it just balanced out. It really does balance out. Because as you can run into some women, they have like literally the tiniest wrist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I <laughs> could basically be a child. <laughs> for kids, I always offer $10 off. So do I. Okay. And so yep. that just kind of helps balance that part. Yeah. Uh, I started doing the gold filled beads because you've been providing those for me. Yeah. <laughs> buying them from you. And yeah. then I also get the sterling silver Navajo pearls. Yes. And so those start at 75 and I have some options with turquoise intermixed with those, so which are cool. is that much. So, and then my connectors... They range from fifteen all the way up to forty five dollars. Okay, connector. and it just kind of depends on the material. Yeah, because a lot of them, a lot of mine are handmade. Yeah, and so I, I try to I try to give an option for every price point. So right, we can kind of all participate. I do have some enamel chains that I've been offering at forty five for a bracelet. Okay, that I just know aren't gonna hold up long yep. term. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that are still wanting to experience it, and you're like, tra- are you transparent about? Do you share like the quality of the me- like what the metals yes. are, even the enamel ones? Obviously, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I do. Okay, I do tell people. I and I usually have my kiddos with these. So I'm like, look, this is what it looks like after six months. So if you're, it's not yes. something that's gonna be long term. But if you want to, you're going on a vacation and you want yeah, to I know it's no so cute indifferent but but yes I am I tell them what the finishes is are that's another thing is is I I've learned over time like you can't advertise you can't advertise these as non-tarnishing because sterling silver oxidizes Mm -hmm. over time granted it's less likely on your skin some people have skin that does or if you're exposing it to bleach or yes the chemical thing mm -hmm. for sure and so I always 
I'm very transparent with people. I That's learned good. that the hard way. Yeah. Like, because I, I, and I think that came with knowledge because mm-hmm. I thought when I was buying it, they advertised it as non-tarnishing. Sure. This, or even gold filled, it fades over time. Yeah. And it can lose that chemical bond to the agent underneath. Mm-hmm. And so you're, I mean, I always wear mine. Mine are over a year old and I show people. I put them right next to the brand new ones. And I yes. say, look, these aren't as vibrant and bright. Right. And that's why, you know, but then solid gold, mm-hmm. people think, okay, solid gold won't tarnish. Yes. Gold tarnishes. Gold oxidizes over time. Yeah. Like sterling silver does, but yes. gold can be polished. Yes. It's a lot of education for sure. And I yes. think that, so that I think that I would, yeah, give that advice to someone just starting is really educate yourself on the metals yes. because I mean, I get it. We get it all the time when I say gold fill, because when you say gold fill also, it sounds like it's filled with gold, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People get confused and they're like, oh, like, so these are gold plated. I'm like, no, they're not plated. Like, you know, it's just, even if I said gold plated, they might think that's fine. They just don't know what the difference is, yeah. you know? So I always tell people jewelry that you get at a little kid's store that's a jewelry store in most Walmarts mm-hmm. is the type of jewelry that's plated. Yes. That's where it's a painted on finish. Right. That's why I usually say painted on. Yes. Painted on finish versus a chemical bond finish outside. And there's either a copper, nickel, or sterling silver underneath. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people who are hypoallergenic that you don't always know what the metal is underneath. Right. You got to be careful with that. Right. So people who are hypoallergenic, I always suggest solid gold if they can tolerate solid gold. Yep. Or sterling silver is something that they can... Have you had anyone have a reaction to that? I had one. Okay. And she's one of my best friends. Really? She well, had, it worked out. Yeah. So it was, thank goodness. <laughs> she had a reaction. Her gold filled turned black within really? a week. And it was her skin does some kind of oil because we tried multiple ones. So we finally went with a gold necklace for her. Okay. Her a solid gold. Solid gold. And she was down in Florida and her husband grabbed her or something and it fell to the bottom of the pool and oh, she no. lost it. But... <laughs> It's the worst. It's the worst. So, but we, I mean, it was lots of trial and error. And I always tell people that if you're, if you have a reaction to it, you contact me and we can try something else. Yes. Or we can refund your money. Yeah. I just, it's not worth it. It's not worth somebody having a bad taste in their mouth. No, and not having a good experience. And like you said, everyone's skin's going to be different. Even certain chains. Like, so I've had people say, you know, and mainly it's an anklet because of course they're like kind of rubbing more against your ankle with your sock and and leaving a mark mm-hmm. on your skin. So I've, I've seen that. And obviously, even when I make my own self rings, it'll happen sometimes yeah. with certain chains for me. And so I think, it, but it doesn't happen on other chains, which is odd, but also I don't think it happens on everybody. So yeah. I think it's just a pH, like they say, the pH of your, you know, your chemistry and mm-hmm. all the things. Yeah. I, my anklet, my anklet does do the same thing. It, yeah. Like if it's, but it, I feel like it's because it's rubbing on your it's skin. It's like a metal abrasion. Yeah. yeah. And your skin's polishing off what is that oxygen. Right. It's putting it onto your skin. Exactly. Um, you know, a lot of people think, oh, my chain's ruined. And it's not. Mm-hmm. You could probably bust that out with just a jewelry cloth. Right. And I always tell people, I usually have them on my table. If you take, you know, take one of these cloths and just make sure you clean it up yes. every once in a while. Yeah. But I feel like it doesn't always leave it on my ankle. No, like, I know. Just, and I don't know if it's over time it yeah. couldn't or, you know, with the metal abrasion, like at that eventually, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but my, my sterling silver and I, it just, it's weird because it doesn't, my, my anklet doesn't ever turn black. 
I've worn it in the hot springs. I've worn it in the cool. I've worn it with your sterling. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And because the two things I hear hot springs yep. and certain hot tubs, not every hot tub. It has to be the certain chemical. It's the bleach in the, it's the bleach chemical okay. in the hot tub. So the chlorine. Yeah. If it's too high of a pH, it will, it'll oxidize it and turn mm-hmm. it like black. And it's usually in like those hotels that have to regulate like a certain pH. Yeah. It's like, your skin is like itching as soon as you get out of the pool and you're like, like just sit laying in chemicals. <laughs> yes. Yes. I've had a few issues with it and it's not anything that like I'm always tell people try toothpaste and a toothbrush first mm-hmm. and, and you know, clean off your sterling silver. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, then come back and see me and we'll I know. Fix. So what do you kind of like jumping around, but what do what do you say your best month in permanitory was, like number wise? My best month was in the peak of the summer, and I had back-to-back events at rodeos and shows. I would say around eight thousand. Okay, was my best month. What's the most you've done in a day? Twenty-eight hundred, probably twenty-eight hundred in one day. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a tip option when they check out? So no, you don't. I don't. I don't. And I, I feel like if I were to bring on employees, mm-hmm. I would definitely add a tip option. Yeah, but it's just me. And yeah, I. I don't know. I I don't know. I feel like profit margins are high enough for me that sure. I'm okay with it. And, you know, if it were, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's okay. I'm just curious. I know it's kind of like a question, you know, always like what if or should I or yeah, do that. So, yeah. And I think everyone is. It's funny because also people have this thing where it's like anywhere you go. They ask for it. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I saw a thing that was like, you know, when they flip over the tablet that you're going to have to tip for something that you didn't have to tip for before. That right? Like, yeah. So Sarah, Sarah will be checking out at like Target and I'll be asking for a tip. <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> do, I, do I tip myself at this self-check? I know, right? <laughs> so what do you say like your least a month has been a year and a half? Honestly, I don't know. I would probably say around a thousand. Okay. Is probably the least I've done in the last year and a half. And that was because I was just, you know, I just had a couple of parties or I was busy with home life. And yeah, we homeschool our girls that the first month of school is kind of hectic getting them back into a groove. And, but I feel like it's very much self-driven as much as, are you going to promote yourself? Are you doing the legwork to get yourself out there and to mm-hmm. those parties. And I love that about this is I yeah. can be as busy as I want to be. Like sure. I told my husband, I could do this full time. I could go to boutiques and businesses and yeah. do this full time. Mm-hmm. But it works for our lifestyle right. that I can kind of pick and choose. Like somebody calls me and says, hey, are you available this date? Nope, I'm not. Right. Yeah. Because I can say that and I can then send you business. Right. Or I can, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it. Or I can just say I'm taking appointments Thursday only. Yeah. You know, or my appointments are only available on Thursday this week. So you do take appointments out of your home or? No, out of our no. barn. Out of your barn. Yep. Okay. So we have a little room down there that we're in the process of kind of upgrading and making a little bit like more of like a boutique style. That's cool. I got to go um, see. But it's right now. I'm it's, out the animals. <laughs> right now it just is like a room and we have a big, huge indoor arena. So that's yeah. the thing is like it goes with my style. There's usually somebody riding in the arena or a horse in the arena and yeah. or, you know, people that know horses are like, eh. but people who are just visiting are like, that's so cool. There's a horse in there. That is so you know? cool. And I would love to go. Like, that would be really interesting. Even if I wasn't into it, it'd be cool to see. Yeah. And that's what's fun about it. Yeah. When we do events at the barn, I can always set up there. Yeah. I don't, I'm not really too busy running everything else. Sure. But maybe one day. Yeah. Yeah. 
do that more. I, there's a couple of producers that come in and rent our barn. And so then I'm able to kind of do my own thing. So do you offer more than just permanent jewelry when you do events? So when I do in-house parties, no. Okay. But when I set up at fairs or rodeos, I found that not everybody wants to buy jewelry. Right. Or there's the one thing that I noticed the most is there are kids that parents give $20 to and they want to spend their money. Yes. So I have found that if you have little things, hair clips or I, but I kept it all Western style. Yes. So I'll do Western candles or Western stickers. Kids love stickers. Yeah, stickers. <laughs> stickers. So much. And I've kept it well, like Western themed stickers. So cactuses and cowboys mm-hmm. and cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just had like a little thing to keep their little hands busy. And then I started doing Western style wrapping paper. So just little boots. Yeah, nice. So where are you finding these things? <laughs> Everywhere. Wholesale sites are on Facebook. They're probably my biggest really? find. Well, that's um, cool. A lot of them, I find these. They're, the candles I buy are from a girl in Texas. Okay. She's a wholesaler. But she's a mom of two kids. And she wholesales candles out of her house. And so I cool. love that I can support another small business while I do that. So their their Facebook group or whatever it is, pages specifically for wholesale. Yes. And Western styled. Interesting. Yes. That's and cool. So yeah, I, I do my best to not do the whole like buy from China, yes, Amazon and all you. that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because I just want to support more local yeah. businesses. If yeah. I can, yes, that makes my price. It's probably a little bit higher mm-hmm. than if I were to buy them from Amazon or right. you know, some of those Chinese boutiques. But I feel like people are willing to do it, if, especially if you can share with them. My candles are hand-poured by a mama in Texas yes. running her own business. I can show that support. Right. And then I sell those car freshies. Have you seen those? Yes, I have seen those. So I sell those. those and those I sell for a friend. Yeah. And she's she's local. She's a in her I think she's in her fifties. She's got two older kids. Wow. She loves to craft, but she won't sit at a show and sell yeah. her stuff. And I'm yeah, like, I'll sell your stuff here. Let's That's do it. So, so cool. If I can just offer those things, those little tiny things I can yeah. sell the best. I probably would never dive into clothes. Okay. It's just too overwhelming for me. Yeah. Especially like making sure I have the all the right sizes and mm-hmm. and then like being left with all the extras. I'm like, if I have jewelry extras, I'm okay. But yes. having the clothes extras, I'm like, I just don't think I could do it. Yeah. It just becomes too much. You okay. gotta find out what works. Yes. So what made you start? What made you have the idea? Was it from the start? You're like, okay, with, you know, events, I'd be smart to have other products no. or no? No, I did not do that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it was just that learning curve. Yeah. I could do, I could sell more. Yeah. I can do more than just this. You know, having, I had a lot of people ask, oh, well, do you have anything that has a clasp? I have surgery. Or Mm -hmm. do you have anything for my granddaughter? She lives in Texas and I want to send it to her, you know? And I'm like, uh, uh, (laughs) no, I know. (laughs) But guess what? I'm going to next time you're here. Right, right. So that's when I started kind of, I dove into some more like jewelry items. So like Navajo pearls. Yeah. Options that are not permanent. Yeah. And keeping those on hand so that if I do have an event where I think they'll sell well, Mm -hmm. I put them out. Or if I have a request for an in-home party that wants to see them, I'll pull them out. But I don't Mm -hmm. pull them out for in-home parties. I feel like it's kind of a rude. Yeah. I feel like it's like, they're, they're hiring you for permanent jewelry. Right. Don't shove everything else down their face. Sure. Like it's kind of like, eh, just leave yeah. that at home. And yeah. so I have, when I separate my stuff, it's funny, I have different totes that I know I'd ring for small parties. Yes. Totes. Okay. All the other totes come with me for bigger things. Right. 
and just that was hard to keep organized. Yeah. At the end of the night, you just want to throw everything in a bench and going, and your eyes hurt. You're like, I know. <laughs> so that's one thing that I've had to learn over the last year and a half is how to organize. And you will not regret organizing it at the end of the night. Yes. Your next event will go so much smoother. It's true. You'll be able to find things. And Having your little tungsten sharpened. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And making sure your chains are organized yes. and it's put away and sealed up airtight. Yes. For <laughs> it just sure. makes a huge difference at your next event. Hey, it's me. I'm going to jump in here real quick. Did you know you can have your own Goldie Links business? If you've been dreaming about having a successful permanent jewelry business, but you don't know where to start, or you have a permanent jewelry side hustle and want to take it to the next level and be a part of something bigger, then I would love to connect. Just go to BAGoldieGirl.com, submit your info, and we can see if this is a good fit for you. So it's BAGoldieGirl.com, B-E-A-GoldieGirl.com. Now back to the show. So how much do you think you bring in from those products? Like, I don't know if you could say a percentage or, you know, compared to permanent jewelry. I would say it's minimal. Yeah. I would say it's very minimal. And that's partly why I just carry smaller mm-hmm. price items. Yeah. Nothing crazy big. I did some cups this summer that had like cat steer heads on them and stuff. Those felt so cool. great. The profit margin's not yeah. as much as jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, but people still love that. And then yeah. the other thing is, is I'm able to stick my business card right. and they're taking that home with them exactly. or I give them a sticker and then they're sticking it on their water bottle or their computer. There you go. And that's advertising. The profit's not great. Yeah. That stuff, but I feel like it's worth it. Okay. Yeah. Like it's worth having that extra stuff. Like your booth, I love that there's always rings and earrings and things that if they aren't committed to the jewelry, they can right. take home with them still. Right. Or they can buy as a gift for somebody else. That's the biggest That's thing. That's a hard as a gift. Yes, yes exactly. Having a gift for somebody. I do offer nice. gift cards, but then it's hard because then you've got to make sure that that person can book an appointment or come to an event that you're doing. Exactly. And it's, like, it's just hard to coordinate. But having something tangible that they can take home. That's awesome. Is huge. So what do you feel like, do you, I mean, do you, I, I, I'm not going to ask bestseller chain because we all have like, you know, the ones that stick out, but do you have like, is there certain connectors that sell really well for age or how do you feel about connectors and charms? Is it like something that you feel is really important to have? Yeah, I do. I think at the beginning I didn't offer a lot of them yeah. and partially because there weren't a lot. Yeah. When I started. Yeah. There weren't a lot of options for high quality. Yeah. They were all plated or, yes. and so now like I did on for them and I would tell people like these, your terms are going to tarnish. So just plan on <laughs> trading them out. Right. I know. <laughs> and I hated that. I, yeah. So I kind of backed off on doing the charms. But then when I started finding high quality charms, I was mm-hmm. like, this is great. And then people could kind of customize their own yeah. things. My best sellers for charms would be authentic turquoise. Yes. And crosses. Okay. Crosses yeah. sell definitely great for me. And awesome. I sell out of them. Mm-hmm. Like I can't keep them in stock enough. I love that I can add that piece to their jewelry. Yeah. It's just fun. I do get some requests for initials, but I mm-hmm. felt like those are like the hardest for me to wrap my brain around on carrying. Okay. Like I feel like it's a big investment. Yeah. Because you're buying like what letters do you buy? Do you buy <laughs> yes. the whole alphabet? Because someone <laughs> might need Z. Like I don't or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's hard for me to carry those. I'm more of like what's going to sell the best. I started getting initials of my kids. Yeah. So that way if they didn't sell Mm-hmm. You know, I could add them to mine, but then 
I would offer people, I'll order them for you. Yeah. Whatever you want. So before parties, I always say, if somebody, I send the styles that I offer. Yeah. Say if somebody wants it, I needed to know 10 days prior to the party if they want an initial. And then they could custom order an initial. But otherwise, I just felt like it was kind of a pain to carry sure. overhead, especially for a small business. Yeah. I think if you are doing really well and successful, absolutely, that is something you should carry. Yeah. And you should offer zodiac signs and you should offer yeah. all of those things that people like. I started right. carrying angel numbers last summer and they were pretty big last summer. Yeah. And they kind of dwindled off a little bit. bit but, yeah. but those are things that you don't have a high number of them. There's only like, like I want to say like eight yeah. of them. So right. like one, one, two, two. Yeah. Like there's not very many <laughs> options. Like yes. letter letters you need 20, right. 26 of them. And right. You need multiple 26s <laughs> of them. That is true. I know. But then the other connectors that have done well are hearts. Yes. Hearts have done well. Like mother daughters get like two hearts or so three cute. hearts. Yeah. Is a big seller for me. Yeah. I've started selling more like modern style the ones yeah. where it's like an abstract either a shape or a circle. Yeah. And those are I always keep those. They're really cheap. Yeah. And so they're not as much to keep in, in stock, but they're fun and yeah. different. I always show people them like or like a little disc mm-hmm. that you kind of dress up something or break it apart. And yeah, it's just fun. That's so, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Where do you see your business going this year? I'm more excited about just Really pushing my style. Yeah. So that sterling silver, that turquoise, the Navajo pearls. I'm booking a lot of rodeos and yeah. And I'm not carrying as cheap of items anymore. I'm yeah. trying to carry more handmade, well quality mm-hmm. stuff. So that way it's it's it is an investment for my customer, but yeah, they are getting a beautiful one-of-a-kind piece that to me is where my focus is going to be this next year you know i'll still carry chains that you know i've carried forever but sure but i want to start really growing that part of my business mm-hmm. and doing unique handmade handmade pieces yeah so your customer base are they i mean they love navajo pearls for sure right yes so they do they like that more oxidized silver look yes and no navajo pearls are very very unique Yes, very unique. So they're sterling silver casted, they're hollow bead, mm-hmm. and then they're oxidized. Yeah. And they're just, they have their own style, yeah. their own look. You can't really add like an oxidized chain and say that it's a similar style. It's just not. Yeah. Get it. it I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. But the the connectors that have a little bit of oxidized, like oxidized sure. finish to mm-hmm. them, Yes, absolutely. Yes. Those things complement those Navajo pearls, and those are all you know handmade and hand soldered together. That's awesome. And then you were so I can we share this that you were talking about creating like and learning more about the jewelry yeah. process. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd love well, to share that. I I feel like you constantly need to keep educating yourself. Yeah, like if you are going to be successful, mm-hmm. especially in permanent jewelry, you just need to keep offering something new or different. Yeah, and something I've always loved to learn, wanted to learn, was like silversmithing yeah. and making my own sterling silver connectors or even gold connectors. I would love to offer because there's not very many places out there that offer. 14 karat gold connectors. Right. And so I would love to learn how to make them. So I'm, I am taking a class so, and hopefully, 
hopefully that's something that I will be able to do. But I also feel like having a respect for how those things are made and knowing how they're made, because a lot of times I go online and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are so expensive. (laughs) Right. But if I understood the process of it, I might have a little bit more respect for part of it and, and just being able to offer that for my customers. So that's so cool. And just like another way to offer something that's so this is what I love about permanent jewelry is the fact that, of course, people can create what they want. It just feels like really one of a kind almost, you know, in a way with the connectors they choose or yeah. however they do it. But also like creating your own connectors, like just really like that no one else possibly has yeah. or, you know, offering them like that's really like a special thing, you know? Yeah. And I would I would love to sell to other permanent jewelry. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, that's way down the road, but yeah. that, that'd be a goal to have is be able to offer it to other people who don't necessarily have the time to make their own. Exactly. But And a lot of people just don't. And, and that's what's so cool about this is that, and that, what I love about entrepreneurship in general, I mean, you really can go these different ways. Like, you know, whether this like saw this opportunity to like, oh my gosh, like silversmithing, making these connectors, like that wouldn't have happened maybe if you obviously first gone into permanent no. jewelry. Yeah, and then, like, you know, that came out of that and who yeah. knows where that can lead. And like, yeah. you know, so it's kind of cool. Like we all gravitate towards certain aspects of the business we really love, yeah. you know, and letting that be your strength and grow with that, you know, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see like where that's going to go. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's fun. It's fun because we've grown our friendship over a year and a half. Yeah. We both have grown so much, but it's in totally different avenues. Yeah. And I think that's so, so true. Cool yeah. But we're in the same business. Yes. But we're it just growing in different ways. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. That is really cool. All right. Well, thank you for chatting yeah. today. I feel like I even just talking this way, I learned so much more about you. <laughs> we should do another podcast interview soon. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. I'll come over after I take my class. I, yes. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. We'll have to do a and maybe in a year from now or something, okay. you know, to kind of see where you're at. Yeah. Maybe you'll be offering your supplies and we'll have to like see what you're offering. That'd be better. What advice would you give to someone who is thinking about starting permanent jewelry? Don't drag your feet. If you are going to do it, do it big. That means invest in your website, invest in advertising, invest in a good quality welder, invest in having a good inventory of chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get into this business for less than two grand. You mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah. But should you? Absolutely not. <laughs> I would never tell somebody to do that. Yeah. I always tell people realistically plan around 5000 mm-hmm. to start your business. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cost more than that. But yeah. if you can grasp that 5000 then realistically, it's something you can do. I mean, anybody can do it. But for me, you need to invest in signage. You need to invest in props. You need to invest in your logo, your style, right? Or everything because otherwise you're, I just feel like you're just going to get passed up. Yeah. And because it is so popular. Yeah. So for if you, my advice for somebody doing it is jump in wholeheartedly yeah. and do it big. Don't. Do you think that, I mean, a lot of people want a side hustle, right? And do you think it's you're able to do it as a side hustle? Like, say you already have a full-time job. Are you able to do it kind of a... I would love to say no, but the truth is, is yes, because that's what I did. Yeah. This is my side hustle. Mm-hmm. This is my... This isn't my everyday job. Mm-hmm. This is my extra. This is my kids' piano lessons. This is my kids' homeschool curriculums. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just extra for me. But I was fortunate enough to have a husband who really helped 
push it and be behind me. Almost. Yes. So you, I think you just need to have that right support group, whether it be yep. family or friends or whatever, mm -hmm. to help you. And I think that having it as a high side hustle is great. You just yeah. have to do the legwork. I was going to say, I mean, you can't just build it and they'll come. That's yeah. I think that. And I think really, you know, you even made it evident. You're really great about you have no qualms about going to talk to people like no. stepping into. I mean, I tell my girls too. like, yes, you can write a DM, but they get DMs all day long, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, it just you gonna rolling be in over. with your welder. Yeah, it's totally like, different. Exactly. Like when I first went to go train Ashley in Missouri, we literally walked into boutiques. And that way, too, I was able to like, okay, let's get comfortable. This is what I'm going to say to them. So you yeah. had to get schooled in it. And we handed, we, although we didn't have a welder with us, we handed a, uh, just an, a simple necklace to them and be like yeah. of a chain that we obviously have for permanent jewelry. It was like, hey, like, so and honestly, we went to go to the boutique a couple days later and um, the girl, the, the one of the owners was wearing the necklace. Oh, and she's yeah. like, I've got so many compliments on it. So it's just, it's just going to make you, if anything, they're going to remember you. They might not book something that minute. Yeah. But well, versus they remember you over someone who just randomly DM'd them yeah. that also was doing perfect yeah. jewelry, right? Yeah. So I agree with you. You could do it as a side hustle, but you'd have to, again, put the legwork. Are you okay yeah. getting out in the community and yeah. talking to people? And that's, like, you know, yeah. That's one thing you have to ask yourself. This is a very personable business. Mm -hmm. Like you don't like interacting with people. Yeah. And you don't like going and putting yourself out there. I would strongly <laughs> suggest maybe taking a second look at what you're doing. Yes. Because you have to be. You yes. have to be willing to be in front of people and talk and be confident. Because yeah. The more confident you are, I feel like the more successful you can be in this yeah. business. Just making, like, are you good at making friends? Can you talk to anybody? Or yes. If you're put in a room full of strangers, can you talk to them? Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, that's something that I've always been able to do since I was six mm -hmm. years old. Even if it's somebody who I have nothing in common with, I will find something sure. we have in common. Let's talk about the weather. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or just being able to make easy conversations. Yes. And, and making people feel at ease, too. Yeah. I think, too. Like, yeah. yeah you definitely to. have that quality about you. Well, so do you. So do you. <laughs> okay. So do you. That's why we connected. Okay. It's probably I looked at the time. Like, I can't believe it's been 52 oh, minutes. I Honestly, I, I feel like it hasn't been that long. Um, okay. So where can we find you online? So I am... a. Uh, I have not invested in a full website. That's one thing that I'm working on this year as well. I am on Instagram at permanently punchy mm -hmm. and on Facebook on permanently punchy. And those are my two forms of yes. communication. I'm more on Instagram, more actively on Instagram because for some reason it just is easier for me. Yeah. I don't know why. Do you feel like most people are on there too? Like, yeah. There? Yeah. Uh, but well, actually, the, I, I don't know. I feel like people still want information from Facebook, like yeah. business-wise, but people like and share stories more mm -hmm. so from Instagram. Yeah. So I feel like the business part of it has to be on both. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's one thing I'm working on is trying to find somebody that can build a website for me. For me, it kind of wasn't logical at first because I was like, what am I going to put on there? Like, you can't because my chains are always rotating and all mm -hmm. that stuff. But even just having a physical site where people can go visit for your information, I think is so important. I dropped yes. the ball. So I'm working on it. No, it's like, you know, again, and it's I think we're all just have our own strengths and weaknesses. Strengths and weaknesses, <laughs> sure. But like our own like flow and how we end up, what we do first. You know what yeah. I mean? We can't, you can do it all, but you can't do it all at once. That's how yeah. I feel, right? So it's like, it's okay, start somewhere. And that's why I think it can become so like daunting when you're looking at the full picture of like, oh, I should have a website and I need to be here. I need to be here, there. But it really just starts somewhere and like focus on, I mean, for me too, I always, I had a website from the beginning. I knew that was important with my other business to start there, but like I definitely put all like my focus in Instagram and it shows, you know what I mean? Cause that's oh, yeah. what grows. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, but why do you feel it is important to have a website then? 
Like what makes makes you want to have? Um, I I can't tell you how many times I've been at an event and someone says I'm not on social media. I agree. Okay, so, this, is a whole, this, could be, this could be a whole other conversation, yes. but um, because I do think most people getting into business now think of marketing and think of their business and they just think of like social, social media. media. Yeah, and it's like websites are old school for some reason. Yeah, but honestly, I'm running into young young people like yeah a lot younger than me that are not on social media and I'm like good for you that's what I always say I'm like good for you I wish I could be like that I mean I love I we all have probably a love hate at some point like I shouldn't say hate but like you know not that severe but (laughs) I mean because I have met amazing people through social media and like honestly I I really it's a good place it's a feel-good place for me for the most part but also just any age group and the people so I have a website as I said and I update my pop-up schedule on there but it'll be my second like or third thought. Like I always do Instagram first and I'm like, oh yeah, my website. Oh, yeah. But people will say I changed. And this has happened before where I changed a date for a pop-up and I'm like, I didn't change it on the website and they showed up. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even think about the website. But really there's more people that go on there than you think. Yeah. So I do think it's important. And I think it's important to be able to hand a business card over that has all your social media mm-hmm. information and your website on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to have anything else but your logo and that. Yes. And that's it. So true. And because I, I just feel like that's that's where people mm-hmm. are going to go, oh, grab in their purse later and be like, oh, that's that girl. I'm going to book a party with her. Yes. And also it just plays into, uh, I'm going to talk to this, is, um, but you'll play into a whole other thing, but this is actually one of the subjects I like talking about because, again, with websites and search engine optimization, SEO, if someone wants to find you in your area, they're most likely your Instagram's not going to come up, right? right? But it plays almost into like the legitimacy of your business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like yeah. someone who has a website versus someone who doesn't, it just seems like you're more legit yeah. or something. You know, yeah. you're more professional. You actually have a business versus just like a, a side hustle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, Yeah. Shoot. I know. No, no. That, that'll be your 2024 goal. There you go. One of the goals. No, it's easier than you think. We'll talk about that. Okay. It's easier than you think. All right. Well, thank you for chatting today. Yes. Let's so hang out. Yeah. Okay. Well, how do you feel? I hope you found value in today's episode and you walk away feeling inspired. I would love to hear from you. Let's link up. You can find me on Instagram at Goldie Link Society. You can find out more about our permanent jewelry membership at GoldieLinkSociety.com our handmade permanent jewelry supplies of connectors, chain, and more at goldielinksupplies.com. Okay, I will see you next time. Have a golden day.